hear the Holy Spirit and I do what he tells me to do and he is telling me that he has called you and chosen you and the hunger that you have, God is going to increase that fire, that fire. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for the, the anointing on these hands, Lord God, to heal, to bring restoration and deliverance. I thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. God wants to, he wants to increase a boldness, a marketplace ministry boldness. He wants to increase a more, and I have a, I'm going to tell you a story about that in a little bit, but first I want to just pray for you all, and, and uh, he wants to increase a, a marketplace boldness within you. So in other words, where, where you're out and about, and you're doing things that you need to do. There's a market, that's the marketplace, right? And so there's a boldness that God wants to increase in some of you, and some of you already have it, and well, that's great. You can always use more, but I do believe that God wants to increase a marketplace boldness. Who says, I think I need some of that? I want that. I want that because I want, yeah, we want to be in season and out of season. We want to be the same always. We want to just, this that we have here, we want to have that boldness to go. Well, the Bible says, you know, that we're to ask and we will receive, right? But there's also such a thing as an impartation. And as we know that we believe the laying on of hands and for the impartation of the boldness of the spirit of living God, that no matter what, you are going to be a magnet that the Holy Spirit will draw people to. And, and I'm speaking to you all, and this is the church that I pastor, and I know you. And as I look around, I, I know these individuals that are here, and I know your walk, I know your lives, and I can say with all confidence that I know that you're hungry for Him, and you press into the Lord, you love God. And there's a boldness, there's a tenacity, but I know God wants to give you more. He wants to give you more, and I believe that God is going to draw people unto you. Like, you're not going to have to go looking for them. I mean, you may have a word of God and you may look, but people are going to be drawn to you because of the light of Christ that you carry. When they're drawn to you, you will be so used to communing with the Spirit of the living God, you'll know exactly what to say. And it's going to open up the whole avenue of, of prayer and discussion with this individual. So, Father, I thank you right now for the boldness. So I'm going to have, if you, if you want this, if you want the hands laid on, I do want you to come forward. Come, come forward if, that, if you want hands laid on for this. But I do believe that God will move. He moves. He moves in spite. He moves regardless. This is a corporate blessing. And for instance, those that are online, you know, this is for you as well. Those that are online, you go, wow, I wish I was there. You are here. You are here. You're here with us in spirit. So it is just as much for you as it is for those that are physically here because we're one in the spirit. Amen? So right now I'm just going to ask you to lift up your hands. And now remember, when you ask for this, this boldness, you got to be looking for opportunities. In other words, you have to be aware. Right? Because sometimes busyness can cause you to uh, be distracted. So we, we need to be aware. Aware that God is going to move. And he wants to use you, Shelly. He wants to use you, Pastor Jeff. He wants to use you. He wants to use all of us. He wants to work through us. Right? So we got to be aware of opportunities that may be all around us. But they're going to come to you. They're going to come. So, Father, I thank you for the boldness right now. I command any fear to go. I take authority over any fear, any confusion. I command that to go in the name of Jesus. All of it has to go right now. I thank you, Lord God, that they are grounded. They are firmly uh, grounded in your word. And because of that, and they're filled with the love of God. And so because of that, Lord, that which they will give out comes from a pure well. It comes from a spring that comes from within them, which is the Holy Spirit.
and that will flow out of them and it will meet the needs of those that are in front of them. They don't need to figure it out. They just need to be connected to the spirit of the living God, staying firmly connected to Holy Spirit. So right now, Father God, I apply the blood of Jesus over all that are hearing the sound of my voice and desiring, oh God, I need that. I want that boldness. I decree the boldness of the Lord upon them in the marketplace. I decree the word of the Lord to come upon them. I decree that they are like magnets that the Holy Spirit draws people unto them. Lord God, and I thank you for the good fruit that's going to come about from this time of prayer. Your word says that we shall ask and we shall receive. Ask, seek, knock, the door shall be open. So Lord, right now I thank you for that increase upon each and every one of them. Now let the spirit of the living God breathe life over you. Breathe life, life that the life of Christ, the boldness of the Holy One upon your life right now. Ooh, wow, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not about you. It's about him. It's not about you. It's not about us. It's about him. It'll be the spirit of the living God. Yes. We're not going to wait until everything is right in our lives, in our homes. Everything is, it, that, that day will be when we're in heaven. We, we move now. We move now. We act now. Now is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. I thank you, Lord God, for the increase upon her life. I thank you for the anointing upon her life. The anointing, the anointing to increase, the fire of God to increase, with signs and wonders to increase. Thank you, Lord God, for everyone that I lay my hands upon, or even those that are listening online. I thank you for this anointing. Go forth. Go forth. Go forth. Shine forth that light of Christ. Go forth. Go forth. No fear. No reservation. No looking back. No looking uh, and just being stuck. Freedom. Decree freedom over you in the name of Jesus. Freedom. Even as a youth. Freedom. 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 Yes, Lord. In their generation. Freedom. Freedom. That, Lord God, that you would you cause them to be that mouthpiece, Lord God. That you cause them to be that mouthpiece. That they will walk according to your statutes, Lord God. According to your standards, oh God. Hallelujah. Fire. Woo. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Receive it in Jesus' name. Fire of the Lord. Fire of the Lord. Thank you, Lord God. All, Lord, that you are doing within her right now, I thank you. Fire. More more filler 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 here come over filler filler up look at me is there something specific you came here for today oh okay yes hallelujah yes You've been thankful. Okay, so um, your son, she thought she's, so you've been praying for her son. They thought it was cancer. Yeah. They weren't sure. So we were praying and praying and praying, but it didn't look good. And um, they went and had a, a, a test done. And what did they say? They got in some bone mass, but it's non-cancerous. 
It is not cancerous. Praise the Lord. She came to testify. That is awesome. Powerful testimony. Praise the Lord. Yes. So it fired up. This young man had so much faith. He was comforting his mom in his faith. And I, I was in awe of what God is doing in this young man. I can't even tell you. He received everything that this church has been pouring out. And a mother's prayer has been pouring out. She poured out. He poured out. He poured out. Well, he's pouring out right now. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for testifying because that just blesses all of our hearts. You're welcome. Absolutely. Anytime. God bless you. Wow, that is so beautiful. Like her son just totally receiving, just so hungry. You know, hunger. I always tell you, hunger. Let that hunger. She wants to fall on the ground. She doesn't want the chair. <laughs> she wants. <she, laughs> That's right. So, Lord, I just lay my hands upon her right now, and I thank you that you are her forward guard and her rear guard. I thank you that you are filling her up, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, that you are with her no matter what. I thank you that she is healed and whole. I thank you that no weapon formed against her shall not, it shall not prosper. I thank you, Lord God, that you are establishing her, Lord God. You are securing her, Lord God. And I apply the blood of Jesus over her right now in the name of Jesus. I decree healing, I decree peace, be still, and I thank you, Lord God, for what you are about to do. We shall see it and hear of the goodness of the Lord. We shall see it and hear of the goodness of the Lord. Testimonies in the making. Hallelujah. Yes, the fire of God tells you where to go because it's his presence, it's his spirit, it's his voice. It is his voice and he is telling you right now. He's telling you right now. He's speaking to us right now. Yes, he is. Oh my goodness. I have, ooh, thank you, Father. I'm going to have you come this way a little bit. <laughs> I just feel the Holy Ghost and it's just so gentle. I feel the Holy Ghost in such a gentle, beautiful way. Thank you, Abba. Everything, Lord. Everything, oh God. Your daughter loves you. Everything, oh God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The anointing fall afresh upon. Good to see you guys. How's your baby? Praise God. So sweet. Lord, I bless them and their whole family, Father God. I thank you for this family, God. We thank you, Lord God, for every provision that you already give because you're faithful. 
You are faithful, Lord God. We have seen the hand of the Lord upon their lives. And we know that you are not done. He is faithful. Thank you, Father God. Restoration, restoration, restoration is what I pray over you. Oh, my God. Restoration over relationships right now. Filler, filler, filler. I take authority over every spirit that would come kind of against your relying spirit. I command it to come off right now. Every place of every every place that would be that would bring just a um, just confusion and and mixture. I command it to come off your family. Family, yes, in the name of Jesus. Arise let the fire of God within her and within each member of the family stir up. Stirring it up right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So, yeah, for finances and for wisdom as well for him. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that you will open up the doors, Lord God. Open the doors, Lord God, of provision for this family, Lord God. But I pray for wisdom for her husband right now. I thank you for wisdom, Lord God. Father, financially, but also spiritually, and wisdom over his family, I pray right now that wisdom over his family, because it all works together. Lord God, I thank you for the finances, but at the same time, I thank you for an extra measure of awareness with what you have entrusted him with. Discernment and wisdom be his. Open up his eyes wherever they need to be opened. In the name of Jesus. come down that were not of God words that were meant to kill still and destroy they come down they were not of God in the first place and so we just say it goes but oh I thank you for your feeling oh my Lord yes father yep bold 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 the righteous are as bold as lions God knows sometimes when he is. thank you Jesus sometimes that's the best thing you can pray thank you Jesus thank you Jesus because he doesn't waste anything he doesn't waste not one thing and everything that we have gone through everything we have learned everything that every difficult season every heartbreaking uh, a thing that happened circumstance that happened he doesn't waste anything at all nothing is wasted God will use it all in your life and you will be beyond amazed at how he moves in and through you because he equips you he fulfills you he causes you to know what to say and how to say it he's the one that shows you where to go and what to do he is preparing the way he's preparing the way let the glory fall, let the glory fall, let the glory fall, my God. Let the glory fall, Jesus, on her Lord. Yeah, here he goes, anointing. Guys, I 
guys are such a sweet move of God's spirit here today. It's, you know, I love how he shows up because it's always different, but such a glorious, sweet move. Thank you, Father. And I really feel like he wants to secure so many of you that maybe you need to be reminded. You need to be reminded of God is stabilizing you. God is stabilizing you. He, is, he's caused, he literally has caused your feet to be fixed on solid ground. Don't let the devil tell you otherwise. You have been planted on good soil and God is raising you up and the old is gone and the new has come. Thank you, Father. He says, ask, only ask, because you have found favor with him. Only ask. says to ask but we also know his word says he knows the desires of our hearts right sometimes you don't have to ask sometimes it's just he knows without a word he knows when your heart is pure that is when your heart is pure you just want him he knows that even without asking he's already supplying fulfilling restoring even without asking he's already granting he's already granting whoa because he knows you guys this is for the lovesick lovers that are so sold out they're like gosh i just thank you abba yes i, I know we we started this with the boldness of the lord but i'll tell you god will move and however he wants to move and 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 if you're waiting for prayer just come up here so i know because she's already received prayer but I'm telling you, and you get hands laid on, you know, honestly, it's whatever is necessary. God will do. He will move the mountains. He will move the mountains. And cause you to rise up. And cause you to speak when you need to speak. And cause the change to come about. restores, he ransoms, he redeems. Uh, thank you, Lord God, for a great, great outcome. Better than expected. Better than expected. Thank you, Abba. Yes, because that's the kind of God you are, Lord God. And ex Yes, Lord God, and just exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond. Anything we can ask or, or imagine, Father God. Anything we can ask, Father God, I thank you that you are an ex above and beyond that. Ephesians 3.20, above and beyond. So Lord, I pray that over everyone here, the above and beyond, above, above and beyond. Thank you for the fire. Thank you for the fire. Thank you for the, the confidence in, in you, Lord Jesus, that she is loved and she's protected. Thank you, Lord God. Yes. Increase of the anointing filler. Let the anointing fill all the way through top of her head to the soles of her feet, oh God. The top 
The wrongs are being made right. I thank you, Lord God. We just eradicate every place where there has been a wrong, where there has been spoken things that should never have been spoken, curses that should have never been spoken. We rebuke them now and cancel them and command them to go right now. Everything that has affected you on a heart level, on an emotional level, even in your mind, I take authority right now over every familiar spirit and I command it to go now. Familiar spirits leave all, all. In the name of Jesus, be free. Be free. Free. Hallelujah. More favor at work, Lord God. More favor. More opportunities, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that she will hear your voice like never before. Open up ears right now to hear. Lord, I pray that for all of us, that we will hear like never before. Hearing the voice of our Abba, never before. God and I thank you Lord God that even as we walk in boldness God gives us more and so we see the bullies along the way we see the opposition along the way but we are not frightened by them nor will we shut down because of them so right now I anoint you in the name of Jesus to walk strong in Christ to literally know when and how to silence that bully spirit to muzzle him in the name of Jesus and to speak forth what God has called you to speak forth yes and I'm speaking that to all of you all of you guys right now to know how and when what to muzzle how and when and to see the shift the turnaround I decree that you will see it now right now rise up rise up rise up rise up rise up in the name of Jesus rise up you've been equipped and you've been empowered any, any, any sorrow goes, any fear goes in the name of Jesus. It all has to go. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, that there's always more, God. I thank you for blessing him. I thank you for fruitfulness in our ministries. Yes, in your knee as well, Lord God. I thank you for healing his knee completely. No uh, setback. Yes, Lord God, it will not come back a second time. We take authority right now over any pain, any, any limitation, any strain, any weakness. It goes right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wow. Yeah, you, yes, clap. Give God the glory and the honor. Father, I thank you for Alan. I bless this mighty man of God. 
And I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in his life, Father God, at home, at work, and everywhere he goes. Lord, he has the boldness of the Lord, and he has the sweet sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you that he hears your voice. Your voice only will he follow. I thank you, Lord God, with a heart after you, Lord God. You are blessing him with more because he has a heart after you, Jesus. He has such a beautiful heart, Father God, after you. I thank you for this man of God. Bless him, Father God. And I thank you he will know when to speak. Lord, I thank you he will know exactly what to say. No second guessing and no double, no, no, like, uh, yeah, just second guessing him. And having that question, oh, did I say, should I have said, no, no double-mindedness. In the name of Jesus, I thank you right now. Confidence in the Lord and a boldness in the Lord that only comes from our Heavenly Father. Amen. Wow. Oh, my goodness. The Lord is just moving in such a sweet, beautiful way today. And, uh, oh, man, Lord, you're so good. Thank you, Father. So, I just changed my shoes if you don't mind. <laughs> hey, if I'm going to bring them, I might as well wear them. Kind of my model. <clears throat> Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. We just give him all the praise and all the glory. It's great to see all of you guys today. And um, when I, I want to share something that happened this week. It was a very full, active week. <laughs> good. It's very good. Very full. Um, I had a, a spirit of anger and murder follow me out of the hospital room this week. Yeah. Not surprising. Yeah. Um, and so it literally followed me out of the hospital room. I went to go pay a visit. I went to go, you know, see someone. And... I saw the spirit in the room, of course, on a certain individual, but, but I walked out when we were done and we left and it literally followed me out. I'm going to spare you the details as to how I know that it followed me out, but trust me, I know that it followed me out. And I could feel it everywhere and I can sense it. And, uh, and I knew that the spirit of murder and the spirit of, of anger, it was intense anger. And you know, anger is like murder. It can be. If you have that kind of anger, the Bible tells you that it is like murder. It can be like murder. So the spirit of anger and the spirit of murder was like, um, that was so prevalent. Um, you know, you know I, obviously I took authority. I cast it out. I knew that it was, it was meant for the individual that I was just visiting, right? I knew it wasn't necessarily for me, but... I'm aware of it. I saw it. I sensed it. And so I took authority and I commanded that spirit to go out of that other person's room that I had just visited. The next day, which was yesterday, I get a phone call that the woman died again. Some of you that were here last week remember that the Lord worked through me to raise her from the dead. This time, when she died again, she died for more than five minutes. They, uh, her daughter was outside of the room downstairs somewhere, and uh, they called her, and they said, in emergency, you need to get up here. By the time she got up there, 
They said she's already been dead. One said 10 minutes. One said, no, it's maybe closer to five. Somewhere between five and 10 minutes, she's been dead for that long. And they've been doing CPR the whole time, trying to revive her from the dead. This was last night. I get the phone call last night, and she tells me again, my mom just coded blue. They've lost her heartbeat. It's been almost 10 minutes. She's not returning. And so again, I start taking authority, and I command that spirit of death to leave. Remember, I already addressed the spirit of death and murder and anger the day before in the hospital room. And so I commanded that spirit of death to leave, and immediately she starts to breathe again after almost 10 minutes of not breathing. Yeah, praise God. Thank you, Father. But, you know, you, you ask yourself, okay, Lord, what are you doing? What's going on here? Uh, there's a reason why you keep reviving her. I mean, to revive her from the dead, we know what the word says, and I'll give it to you again, Matthew 10, 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. It's Matthew 10, 8. We know the word, we are called to do that, but in a time like this, we also have to ask, Lord, what are you doing? Because she is definitely, um, she needs a miracle. There are a lot of things that I could describe her condition, you know, like medically, I, I don't want to, but I'm just telling you she needs a big, huge miracle and she kind of needs it now. So there are reasons. Sometimes we have unfinished business and sometimes it's not the un our unfinished business, but it's someone else's. Amen. And I can tell you, I was in that hospital room, and I know enough of their story now to know there's unfinished business. Not necessarily with her, I don't know, only God knows, but for sure with her sons. There's some unfinished business, and it's pretty wicked. And from what I was told, it's such hatred, such animosity, such, such horrible hatred for years that, you know, the sons have been estranged. One completely. They ha can't even, he doesn't even know about that even his mom's in the hospital. Doesn't even know because for 20 plus years he's been gone, like just ran away and that's it. And then the other one also very, very many years gone, but he came and he, and, and I saw him in the hospital. And if, if looks could kill, I mean, the anger, the, the just murder, just a lot of unresolved business, unfinished business. And so, you know, there, there's reconciliation that needs to happen. And I believe that God is allowing her to live, you know, for however long it is. But I mean, to cause this individual to wake up and to, and to literally realize once we're gone, we're gone right, as individuals, now is the time of reconciling, now is the time of forgiving, now is the time of, of just having short accounts, not to have these things in our lives to where you don't know, you know, our lives are like a vapor, the Bible says, right, and so we don't know, we believe for a long, long life, but what is long, and I've told you this before, because Jesus lived a long life, but he fulfilled his mission. He died at 33. Most of you wouldn't say that's long. We wouldn't say that's long, but he fulfilled his mission. So that was his, that was the, the allotted numbers of days that God gave him. But now this woman is like in her 70s, 
in our minds, hey, she's, she is uh, not old. She's not old enough to die, but that's our thinking, right? And so it's our assignment when our assignment is up. As I've taught you before, when is the assignment up? Well, I believe that there is definitely this one last, at least, at least this assignment, you know, that needs to be finished, needs to be fulfilled. And so I shifted my prayers to start praying for the sons. Well, the one for sure that's present and the one that can't even be found if they would try. They can't even try to find him. Is that so? So, but God knows. God knows exactly. Now, it, can he still raise her from the sickbed? Absolutely. Are we still praying that way? Absolutely. But obviously, we want her to have a good quality of life too, right? So, we also want that. So, she did tell me last night after she, after the mom was raised again from the dead, she said, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. This would be the last time. She said, I'm going to change the papers because as of at this point, the papers say that if she goes into that type of, a, if she dies, to do everything you can to bring her back. So she said on the phone to me after she came back, I mean, she's gone through so much. And she said, you know, I'm not going to, I'm changing the papers. If she dies, I'm going to let her die. And so, you know, what do you say? You know, you respect the individual. You respect their decision. It, this is their decision. It's, you know, I'm not going to fault her for saying that. My goodness, it's very hard to watch you know, her mom in the way she is in right now. And so, but the need to reconcile, that's what we're praying for. So in, in times like this, we have to say, Lord, what are you doing? Because it's nothing for God to raise the dead. In the past two, just shortly under two weeks, God has used me to raise the dead twice. And one of the times, she, more almost 10 minutes dead. That's you know, you can have brain damage. You can be brain dead if you're, if you're, for some, anyways, 10 minutes. That's a long time. No oxygen to the brain. It's a huge miracle. The family recognizes that as a miracle. At least they do the first one because I heard feedback, you know, that the family realizes it's a miracle. But the family that needs to realize it's a miracle and this miracle is pointed to them or to him is the actual son, right? So the walls have to come down to this individual, right? And so in, in Psalm, so I thought I would just kind of talk to you all today about this a little bit and a few things that happened this week. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may have a heart of wisdom. And I love this scripture. Teach us to number our days. That's all of us here and now today. Teach us to number our days that we would have a heart of wisdom and so that we would have that heart of understanding, that heart of wisdom, the wisdom that God gives to know. You can walk into a situation and you would know what to do. God has given you this wisdom that comes from above, right? I was, I was uh, studying this week and I was out at a coffee shop and, and studying, had my Bible, you know, opened and had my headphones on and I just was studying and uh, the Word of God and just kind of minding my own business and I hear somebody say to me, is that a Bible? So I didn't have, you know, my music wasn't on that that loud, so I could hear if somebody's going to start talking to me. So I heard it faintly, is that a Bible? And I took my, you know, the um, earplugs out, and I, and I said, oh, yes, it is. And he said, wow. He goes, that's an old Bible. <laughs> I said, yes. And I showed him the back, the spine or whatever, the side, and I said, it's very well used, as it should be. And, and when I said, as it should be, oh, and he goes, I don't normally see people in public reading their Bibles. And I said, oh, that's too bad. That's a shame, because they should. Amen. Now, remember, he's the one that asked me into this conversation, right? So he says, and I said, oh, that's too bad. It's a shame. They should. 
and he shrugs his shoulders like, eh, whatever, you know? Like he didn't really believe that comment. He didn't agree, you know? And so, and I'm like, so he says, I said, are you a Christian? He goes, oh, yes. Well, he says, he says, of course. The of course, you know, reminded me of my father. Of course, you know. And so um, he's an older gentleman and, I mean, just an amazing person. Like I got to find, I found out a lot about him. He knows four languages and um, Aramaic and, and uh, Farsi and, like, I mean, like, he speaks them fluently too. There's four languages, um, Turkish and, and obviously English. And so... Just, and his father was a doctor, and his father knew 11 languages, and he knew them fluently, right? So he, he comes from this lineage, right? He was raised um, in, in Babylon, Mesopotamia. So, like, he's had a lot in his life, like, a lot of life experiences, right? So he's telling me all about this. He tells me he has a family Bible, and that it's gone down five generations, I believe he said. A family Bible, five generations. He, and I said... May I ask you, where do you go to church? He names the name. I'm not going to say it online, but it is a Christian church, one that I'm familiar with. And um, one that I do know, they do teach the word of God, you know. And so um, I said, you know, you said a statement when we first started talking, you know, or you shrugged your shoulders when I said, oh, it's too bad that people don't have their Bibles in the open and public and reading them. And he goes, well, he goes, I just believe that, you know, everybody's interpretation of the Bible is their own interpretation. But bottom line, we all serve the same God. And now this is a Bible-believing church he goes to because he told me the name. And I was like, do you go like once every year? You know what I mean? Like, wow. And so I said, no, actually, that is not true. And, I, and he goes, I go, so you're telling me that, that you know, like, Muslims and, and Mormons and such that we all have the same God? He goes, yeah. Oh, my goodness, you know? And I said, I said, no, actually. I said, the God, no, it's a different God completely. I said, we believe that Jesus is God and that they believe that Jesus is like a prophet or a teacher, or, but they have Jesus equal with, with whomever their God is, right? And there is no equal with him. He doesn't have any rivals. He doesn't have anybody. And so I'm literally, here we are in the coffee shop just having this discussion. You know, there are other people at that table because it's a very long table where anybody can come and study at. So there's the people there. They're all hearing this discussion, right? So talk about being bold in public, right? And just having a normal, nobody was raising their voice. We were just discussing this, right? And so I said, no. And I said, and so I go, let me ask you then, do you, do you believe that you're going to heaven when you die? He goes, well, you know, nobody really knows. And I said, oh my goodness, this guy is not saved. He doesn't know the truth. I don't know how come he mentioned that name of that church other than he probably doesn't go too often or he doesn't hear when they goes. Found, I found out that his son did the, uh, the drums for, for 15 years at this church. And so now, but his son died two years ago at 17 years old. And then he instantly started, you know, tears welled up in his eyes. So a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on with this guy, you know. And he's, he's older and he's also, you know, um, just, uh, you can see, like, he, he was wanting to talk to me, but he didn't want to get too, too deep, you know. He kind of, so anyway, so I go back to, you know, Jesus is the only way. Like, you can only get to the Father through Christ the Son. And Jesus said, this is, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except for through me, through Jesus. And he would kept on saying, of course. Like, whenever I would say a scripture, of course. But then he would completely, with the next breath, just undo everything and say, and, and speak the opposite thing, you know, like confusion, you know. So, 
Anyway, so, you know, I, I prayed with him. I just, I, I asked the Lord just to open up his, his mind, his understanding, that he would open his heart to Christ Jesus, who loves him very much, and the truth of the word of God and everything. And he was very, very open, very, um, very gracious, you know. Um, and then I had a chance to prophesy because he said, you know, he goes, um, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life, you know. And so, and I said, well, uh, you know, I've sat here now, and I was like looking at the time, and I needed to go get my granddaughter. So I was like, you know, almost uh, really running out of time. But um, and I said, you know, so I just prophesied over him and what the Lord gave it to, gave me to give him. And again, his eyes are just filled with tears because somebody cared. Somebody cared not to try to, hey, I'm going to convert him, you know. But like, I'm speaking truth. Right, and he's hearing the truth, and it's ministering to him. So we plant seed, right? And then someone else will come along and water that seed. And someone else will come along, right? And they'll literally cultivate and, and harvest that seed. But this individual was a very heady, very, you know, very articulate, and, and so he was a thinker. And obviously, his father was a doctor. He knows four languages. He's been in so many different things, right? Um, he had a lot of life experiences. But he was a beautiful, kind man, one that just had some, uh, you know, confusion in the areas, uh, some of the areas in the word. But I believe that God had planted me there for a purpose and for a reason because we had a beautiful conversation. I ended in the name of Jesus, of course, you know, and uh, told him where we have church because he said to me, what do you do? And I tell him and he goes, I thought so because I thought so. I figured that I figured. And so, um, you know, people and I say this because people are watching. People are kind of making, you know, judgments. Judgments are good. We can have bad judgments, but judge, we judge something. Hey, is this good? Is it bad? So they're making their decisions. They're making, and we have to be ready because we do have people with a lot of mixture. There are people that have a little bit of truth and then a lot of mixture, right? And so we have to be ready to be able to speak the truth in a way that they will hear it and receive it. They may not say, yeah, hey, I want to receive Jesus. And they may, but regardless, you're planting seed, right? And so we must be ready. And, and I say this to tie this into this verse in Psalm 90, verse 12, because it tells us to teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days that we would have a heart of wisdom. So God has people that he wants you to minister to. Teach me to number my days, that I would be right where you've called me to be so that I can actually move in the spirit of wisdom and give out what that, that you have for this individual. So they're called divine assignments, right? Divine assignments. Let's look to the next scripture, and it's in Psalm 90 and verse 17. Psalm 90 and verse 17 says, May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us and establish the work of our hands. So we have work to do. We all have work to do. And we ask God to establish the work of our hands, that his favor would rest upon us. And we know that when we ask for something that the Lord has written in his word, it's ours. It's ours for the taking. He, that we would walk in the favor of the Lord and that he would establish the work of our hands. Amen. Amen. Yes. So... In getting back to my first story regarding the, um, the spirit of, of murder that followed me out of the hospital, well, yeah, out of the hospital room, um, that was just a very eerie, very strange, I could not deny, just as much as I couldn't deny seeing her spirit leave her body the first time, 
when she died on the table the first time, and I couldn't deny seeing her spirit rise up, and I'm looking at her, commanding her to get back in her body, and she was reluctant at first. Just as much I couldn't deny that. I couldn't deny the spirit of murder, and it was following me. But I knew it was following me because that enemy knows, my God, I got to get this woman out of the way. I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying this to teach you how things are in the spirit realm. You become targets. But we're covered in the blood of Jesus. And so the only thing that they are going to receive is the Holy Ghost and the anointing that breaks the yokes. Right? And so you just, you walk away, you take authority, and you know that you know that you know that that devil is under your feet because we are on an assignment. All of us are. These are just practical examples that just happened to happen this week, right? That's why I'm sharing them because sometimes when you give an example, it helps people kind of put things together. We have the authority to bind and we have the authority to loosen. We have the authority to command in the name of Jesus. And so we know that. We know that. Um, and so, so we have to realize we're militant. We got to be militant for the assignments that God has given us. Like in the military, it's life or death. But reality, it is life or death for us too or for someone that God has assigned unto you. You guys all understand what I'm saying? Like it can be life or death, the things that God has given us to do. And it is not just me. Oh, you're, you know, you're dramatic or you're whatever. You're too, too far. You're too much. No, there are lives that are at stake right now. And so whether it's a gentle answer like that conversation that I had with that gentleman, and many people overhearing it, you know, or, or whether you leave and you, can, you know that you know there's a spirit, and I could feel it, and that spirit was of murder following me. I'm walking next to my husband. It doesn't matter. You have to know the authority that you carry. He doesn't, you know, like when I had, when I went into the restroom to go wash my hands and that's when I felt it. That's when I, that's when I felt that spirit very, very strongly. And when I came back out and I told my husband about what just happened and, and what is left the room literally following, um, you know, um, he didn't really have any words for it. You know, he's like, Okay, because he doesn't hear or see in that way. You know, we are all wired differently, but I do believe God wants us to hear and see in that way. But the only thing that's going to follow me is goodness and mercy. And so when I took authority, when I, when I came out and I wa was walking alongside my husband, leaving the hospital room, it's like, no, just goodness and mercy. Oh, goodness and mercy will be following me all the days of my life. But I had to take authority over that spirit, not so much after me, but I did. Because what are you doing following me? What is up? What are you? Uh, what's up with you? Like, what is your assignment? We know the enemy's crafty, so we have to be wise, right? Amen. Wise as serpents and innocent as doves. We have to be wise. Like, why are you following me? Like, what is uh, what is your assignment? Because he has one, but we do too, and it's to literally cut the devil in pieces and to chop his head off and to recognize. Wait a minute here. You're, you don't get to follow me. And I'm also issuing a command in that hospital room, you don't get to touch her. I go to sleep. The next day, he tries to touch her. 
he tries to kill her. I get the phone call, and I say, no, you don't. Get up. Rise up again. Okay, is she going to live forever? No, none of us are. But until God rose, he, he allowed it. So there is a reason for why she was allowed to be raised again from the dead. And I believe this reason is for her son to re be reconciled with her. So that's why we're praying for the son. But, you know, how about you? Like, are there people that God is saying, listen, let it go. Let the offense go. Let the heartache go. Let the pain go. Let the unforgiveness go. Because you know what? It's life is too short. It is literally too short. You know, when I think about what God has done here is this, in this church, a family. We are a family. Well, families sometimes can rub one another wrong. Right? Natural families, but so can church families, right? But we get to forgive one another. We get to extend grace towards one another because we, God has called you, if you're here, God has called you to be a part of this family. And so he says, I want you to work out those things so that they are not literally a stumbling block in your lives, right? So James 4 and 14, it says, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time, and then it vanishes away. So putting things in perspective, right? Because you all know, and I, I think you all know, um, I believe God for a long, healthy life. I believe God, and I believe that I'm going to live, are you ready for this? A hundred years old. You all ready for that? Yeah? So I'm going to have a birthday party when I'm a hundred years old. And I've already told my kids about my 100-year-old birthday party and exactly what I want on my cake and this, how my cake is supposed to look. I've already told my children. And they're like, Mom, stop talking like that. You know, I'm like, no, I'm like just saying this is actually what I want. And I believe I'm going to be here. And i got to be praying anyway, so I know i got lots of assignments. And I'll probably <laughs> I'll be here in Jesus' name. But I believe for a long, healthy life. Okay? And I, yes, I am asking, and I'm believing for 100. But... But long and healthy, right? But at the same time, we know that our life is still yet but a vapor. Because when you consider it in the light of eternity, right, it's like, wow, it's like but a vapor. Like you, you know, some of you that are a little bit older, <laughs> some of you, and it's like you look back and you go, my goodness, how fast did that time go, right? It's like but a vapor, right? And so, and so that's how our lives can be, but we enjoy every day. And that's why I believe we are so to enjoy every day, but we can't really enjoy every day if we have animosity towards someone that God says we're to live in peace. Baba says to live at peace as much as it lies within you, to live at peace with one another, as much as it remains and lies within you, as much as you possible on your end of the street do what you need to do right so that you are in peace you can't control somebody else but for you yourself make sure your heart is at peace right with them Amen. and so um and psalm 139 16 your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed and in your book they are all written the days fashioned for me as yet when there were none of them so here we see in Psalm 139 and in 16, every single day that God has assigned for us to live, we're already assigned to us before we were even formed. Before we were even formed, and he saw our substance. He saw our bodies, our substance, who we were going to be before we were even born. And every single day that they are numbered every single day. He already knows of them. And so, because I 
Because of speaking about these stories and specifically raising the dead, raising the dead because the assignment wasn't over. Because you're not going to raise the dead if the assignment is over. You're not going to raise the dead if God says, no, I'm calling them home. But you may or may not know what God is doing, so you're going to still try. Right? You're going to still try. But you're not going to blame yourself when and if they don't come back to life because maybe their assignment was just over. But that doesn't mean that you don't walk in faith and do what you're called to do. And if he does raise them back up, well, there's a reason for it. The enemy tried to steal their life, right? But God still is moving in their life, and it could be something that they need to do, unfinished business that's still unfinished, or somebody else that's tied to them, and is in the case of what I believe anyway for this situation. But we all want to hear, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant, Matthew 25, 23. We all want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And I believe that, you know, that's what we are going to hear. We're going we're to hear this. We're going to hear this word. Why? Because we love him, and we've committed our lives to literally living completely for him. No matter what. Keeping short accounts. It's important, church. Saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me. It is important, church. Amen. Humbling yourselves before one another and, of course, before God. It is important, church. This is how we walk, humbly submitted to him, pure, right? Having clean hands, pure heart, and then seeing the miraculous things come about. And they will. Oh, they will. Amen. And... and um, you know, in Luke, Luke chapter 2, I'm going to turn to Luke chapter 2. In, in speaking of fulfilling your, your purpose, uh, fulfilling your assignment, whatever, however you want to phrase it, it's kind of the same. Um, let me go to Luke 2. So we're going to finish well, right? So Absolutely. Simeon sees the baby Jesus, and, and it was prophesied, and of course he finished well. So in Luke chapter 2, and in verse 25, there was a man, and it says, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was, was a just and a devout man, and he, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death. He had a revelation. He had a revelation that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord Jesus Christ. So he came by the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord led him, into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him, meaning Jesus, up in his arms and he blessed God. He had a revelation and he, had the also, he also had the, the word of knowledge to know that which was revealed to you is this. Living in the Spirit, life in the Spirit, yes. He says, now, Lord, you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. I love this because here he heard the word, he knew and many of you know too, right? God has told me. He's given me a revelation to do this. He's given me an unction in my, in my spirit, my heart to do this very thing. I'm, I'm called to do this very thing. He's given you a revelation. 
He's given you purpose. He's given you instruction. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but you have an assignment, right? And so he had an assignment. He knew it. He knew that he wasn't going to die until he saw the Christ Jesus, the baby. And then he also knew by word of knowledge, this is that. This is he. This is the child that, that was prophesied, that God spoke to him. And he knew this was the child. And when he held him up, he said, behold, I have seen. I've seen the glory of the Lord. He said, I can now, basically, he said, I can now die in peace. There's a fulfillment that comes when you do the will of God. There is a fulfillment. I don't believe any of you are close to death. You guys have a long, long time. But you know, at the same time, every day, walk it. Every day, live it. Every day, be intentional. Every day, fulfill that day's calling. Every single day, giving glory to God. So that, that, was, that was Simeon, right? But Jesus, too. Jesus said, this is uh, John 17 and 4. If you want to turn your Bibles to John 17 and 4. I love this. I love, I just love the word of God. Jesus speaking. This is when he prays for himself, this chapter. And I'm going to start in verse, in verse 1. Jesus spoke these words. He lifted up his eyes to heaven and he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may also glorify you. That should be our prayer. Amen. Lord, we want to glorify you. You, that you, you fill us up so that we reveal the glory of the Lord. We want to glorify you, Father God. And he says, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you. That's eternal life, that we would know. What is, how do you know if they're saved? Do they really know Jesus? Do they walk with him? To know isn't just head knowledge. Do they really love him? Are they really sold out? Are they committed? And there's a growth that comes about with that, of course. But do they know him? So this is eternal life, that they would know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And look at verse 4. I have glorified you on the earth. This is Jesus speaking. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself. He's saying, I'm done. I finished. I know I finished, and I know I finished well. Yes, you can know that you finished a job well. Yes, you can know that you have finished a task well, and you can certainly feel the pleasure of the Lord. Yes, you should be able to feel the pleasure of the Lord. God gives you an instruction. You carry it out. You should be able to feel the pleasure of the Lord when you do it according to his ways. Absolutely. And there's not, it's not a wrong thing. It's a good thing because God wants to delight himself in and through you. Now, of course, here we're talking at the very end of time where you're, 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 when your time is up, when the number of days is up. But we don't need to wait until that moment in time to know that we please God when we finish well. Every assignment that he gives you, finish it well. Everything that he gives you, Lord, I want to glorify you in what you have called me to do. I may not always understand what you've called me to do, and I may not always like it, but I want to be submissive. Like sometimes it's hard to do the thing you know you need to do, right? But you just, you die to self and you press in and you say, Lord, by the spirit, I will do this. I will raise myself up and say, let's do this in Jesus's name, right? Amen. So I've glorified you on earth. Verse four again. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Jesus knew he finished the work. Yeah. 
He knew he finished the work that he was given to do. And so that's why he said, now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Because it wasn't like Jesus just came into being when he was, when he was walking on this earth. Glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the world even was. Because he is God. And he was with God. Jesus was with God because he is God. And he was with him in creation. And he was with him in, in eternity past because they're one. Glorify me with the same glory that I had with you before the world was. A powerful, powerful statement that he is making there. He is saying, listen, I know that my assignment is done. Now, Father, glorify me. I've glorified you. And together we glorify. And, these, and those that have been called in my name, they will give us glory, and we will pour our spirit out into them. You know, we all have that day, that time is coming, and it's going to be beautiful. We should not be afraid of death. When you're saved, there is no fear. It's only like, wow, we get to dance on streets that are, you know, laced with gold, and we, we get to, my goodness, join in the angels and, and, and choir and singing just that heavenly chorus, right? It's going to be beautiful. But we're not done, you guys. We have a lot of work still yet ahead of us. A lot of work. I really just wanted to put this in perspective because we are called to raise the dead, but we're also called to know, Lord, what are you doing here? God doesn't just flippantly raise somebody from the dead. There's a reason. There's a reason, right? So the devil was trying to steal many times. That's what's happening. The devil's interjecting, trying to steal somebody's life because there's unfinished business. There was access. There was an access point, right? But, but, but God. So let, let's turn to uh, Matthew 5 because I, I want to make sure I, I do drive this point home because I think this is kind of the heart. At least this is what I want you to take away from all this. Matthew 5. We're going to start in uh, 20. Wait a minute. I'm not in Matthew. I'm sorry. Matthew 5, yeah, 21. This is where it's murder begins in the heart. And it says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to, this, to his brother, Raka shall be in danger of the council, but whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hell. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge the judge hand you over to the officer, and you be thrown into prison. As surely I say to you, by no, you will by no means get out of there until you have paid the last penny. The tormentors are demons, church. In another account, it, it explains it even more. The tormentors are, 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 are demonic spirits. They plague you when there is grudges and offenses and anger 
in this situation that I'm referring to, it's years of hatred. Years of hatred. And sometimes the only thing that's going to turn somebody around is the finality of death. And we pray that it comes before death for their sake. Because our sweet women of God, we know where she's going to go. She's going to a better place. But God has allowed her life to be prolonged so that those that don't know him the way we know him have an opportunity to make it right. Because that's a tormenting spirit. I mean, that will follow you. Talk about being followed. Well, I sense that spirit of murder. But this, what I'm referring to right now, tormentor that will not stop. Will not stop. So who is it that maybe there's somebody that you have an offense with you need to forgive? Let it go. Let it go. We will not have any unfinished business in our lives because we have the, um, the authority, we have the, the responsibility to take care of it, right? But not only that, how about the flip side? Is there someone that you know has an offense towards you and you in your prayer time need to let them go? Forgive them? Do you need to forgive an individual that maybe hasn't come and maybe never will? They may never come to say, hey, please forgive me. But you still need to forgive them 70 times 7. We still need to forgive and let them go 70 times 7. And some of you are, you know, like, well, that they're, they're, they're abusive or they're paying. They're, they're, what they've done is doesn't deserve, like, I don't trust them. We're not talking about trust. We're not talking about reconciling. We're not talking about let's just restore the relationship the way it used to be because there may be reasons not to do that. may not be wise. But we are still called to forgive. Do you know that when we forgive somebody, and regardless if they don't even ask for it, that you are giving them an opportunity to be released from the tormentors that keep them bound, and just maybe that was the key for them to wake up and realize the stupor they were under and the fact that they, they did not receive the truth of God's word because the devil had them bound because you had something you needed to do still. You had the key. You had the key. And so... Think, think of like children that have done wrong. They've just done wrong, and then they blame you for it, right? And, they're, and how about that scenario? You have the ability to forgive them in prayer and ask God to not hold it against them. And do you know that although they may be bound by demonic spirits, that by you forgiving them in your prayer time, you have literally turned a key into their lives where now at least some of those layers of rebellion has an opportunity to fall off and they can see and then they are in a position where they can make a decision you see i see people that are bound like this as prisoners and they're bound with a demonic rope and they're the ones at fault yes there's always two sides, and most times there's, you know, fault on both sides. But maybe you've taken care of your side, and maybe they're still holding you in judgment. That's what I'm trying to say here. So it's like a rope, right, a demonic rope. But you have the key, and this is what people, because they go by their emotions. Nope, because they did, and they keep on doing, and you keep on turning the heat up when you have the ability to open the lock. You have the ability to turn that key and open the lock. You have the ability, and it comes through 
your forgiveness of them. Even though they didn't deserve it, even though they didn't ask for it, even though that they're not coming around saying, even though they're still doing what they're doing, it is through forgiveness that the captives are set free. Do they have a part in this? Absolutely. But trust God for that. You do your part. You do your part. I don't know if this individual that's laying in the hospital room, if she has, if, she, if God has made her aware of that, this principle, what I just explained to you. I don't know. But I'm going to be praying that she does. See, I didn't know of the estrangement. They're estranged. They've been estranged for years. And I didn't know that. I didn't know the severity. I mean, she'd always ask her to pray for her son. But never once did I get from her what I know now. Because the picture was very clearly painted by her daughter. Plus, I saw with my own eyes. And you can't deny what you see. So now I just pray that even in that hospital room, just by the spirit of the living God, that she would forgive this individual that's literally bound. You talk about a yoke? A yoke which keeps you in bondage? He's yoked. Yoked to the spirits that tried to follow me out of that hospital room. Yoked with the spirit of murder. It was rage, you guys. It wasn't just murder and rage. Years ago, before I was a Christian, I used to watch horror movies. Horrible. Obviously, don't do that anymore. But that's the spirit that followed, out, followed me out. It wasn't just rage. It wasn't just anger. It was a murderous, like a horror movie. And I knew, I mean, it stopped me right in my tracks because I don't struggle with fear. I don't struggle with any of that. You know, thank you, Jesus. But I couldn't deny what was literally right there with anger towards me. Because why? I just left that room. I just got done praying in his presence. I started speaking life over her in his presence, right? He didn't say a word. He just heard it all. He heard it all, all right. But he didn't say a word. But he released something. It's okay. It's, un it's done. It's gone. Food for thought for some of you. I even hesitated saying some of that, and I spared you, trust me, I spared you some of the details. Uh, but I said that much because I figure, you know what, if you don't speak what you think is, and, and help, you know, lay the foundation, you know, people need to learn, they need to hear so that they can learn, right? So they can, they understand more. Now, some of you guys totally get it, 100%, I know. But there's always some in the crowd or online that I don't want anybody walking away afraid. That's what I'm saying. I don't want anybody walking away afraid because, you know, bottom line is we are ambassadors for the Lord. And we have been filled with the Holy Spirit. We've been filled with the Holy Spirit. We know exactly what we're called to do. And it doesn't matter, you know, somebody says you have a target on your back. You say exactly. And it is the love of Jesus. Do you want this too? Because I can give it to you too. Because that which is in me, I'm free to give. Freely it was given. Freely I'll give. He'll give you the boldness of the Lord. He'll give you the word of the Lord. There is no fear in a child of God because fear does not come from him, from God, right? And the enemy brings us fear, but their perfect love casts out fear. So right now, I'm just going to end with this. And so, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that we will live each and every day with just uh, the, the understanding that, Lord, you are an ever-present help in time of need, but we don't want to have any unfinished business. We certainly don't want to have unfinished business. So, Lord, search our hearts and see if there be any way within us that we do need to forgive somebody. Whether, or, 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 you know, we need to forgive somebody. We need to ask for forgiveness. We need to say, wow, forgive me. I've been kind of harsh. I've been kind of cruel. You know, deep down inside, yeah, there's an offense, and I, but I need to repent before you. When we repent before God, we also need to repent before one another 
together. So, Father, teach us, show us, reveal what needs to be revealed. But now also, Lord God, if there is anyone that is struggling or suddenly has a, a fear, a fearfulness about them because of this message, I rebuke that spirit right now. I cancel that spirit, command it to go right now in the name of Jesus. For God, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And these people are strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. They know exactly what they're called to do. They are not going to be afraid of some demon spirit that lies. You're a lying spirit because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So I thank you, Lord God, for releasing your boldness over this church and over these people that are online, watching online as well boldness of the Lord filling them up right now they will know Lord teach me to number my days that I would gain a heart of wisdom Lord we want to have a heart that walks in the wisdom of the Lord so I bless them in the mighty name of Jesus and we thank you even for this woman that I'm referring to Lord God all the days that you have given her they will all be fulfilled not one of them will be cut short we trust you for the final hour but I thank you Lord God that all the days that she has been assigned to she will fulfill she will live them out and Lord, everything that you want to do in and through her with her loved ones, Lord God, we say yes and amen that you open up hearts, you open up understanding. We stand in the gap right now because we can do that. We stand in the gap even in her life and we decree over her son and we speak to his spirit, actually both of the sons right now, and we speak to their spirits right now that Father, forgive us, forgive us. That's what we're saying, but we're standing in the gap as if we were her. So I'm going to say, forgive me. Forgive me. We, you guys, we can do this. Like midwives, we can do this. We can be like midwives, you guys, in prayer, right? When you're birthing something, right? We're, we're birthing her new life. But we want to not just birth her new life. We don't want a casualty of war to die without hope, without seeing the freedom that's available to him. I'm referring to the one in the room right now. So be a midwife as you stand in the gap for the one that's on that hospital bed. Father, forgive me for the things I didn't do that I should have done, for the things that I did that I should not have done. Forgive me. Lord, I forgive my son. It's a son. It's her son. I forgive him. Father, we're standing in the gap for this woman of God. I don't know that she's able to do this right now, but we're going to do it on her behalf. Father, we forgive this individual, both of them. We forgive both sons. Lord God, we release them into your hands right now. We ask you to soften their hearts right now. We ask you to show them the truth, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that the love of God would just come and capture their hearts and that all hardness, all anger, all bitterness, all murder, all strife, all torment, Lord, that that falls to the ground and it bears no fruit, that they would rise up while there's still time and make amends that they would bring restoration Lord with everything that is within them that they would awaken that they would awaken and even if it's just one simple kiss that just breaks them down and they realize my God did it take all of this well if it did it did but Lord we're going to decree that they're going to end well that her life is going to end well that her life is going to bring life and even in death brings life Lord God so we speak life to those that remain and we speak a restoration 
salvation in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this individual. We decree right now that every single moment, not one will be robbed. Not one. So, Lord, yes and amen. You want to resurrect her again, even without CPR? Thank you, Jesus. Yes and amen. Your will be done. But your timing is perfect. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. And some people say that Christianity is boring. It's absolutely not boring. And when you start to understand the spirit world, whew, then you go to a whole nother level of no, it's not boring. You may be looked at as a kook, but you're not, it's not boring. In other words, a lot of people don't understand. You know what I mean? But just because somebody doesn't understand doesn't make it not true. It just, it just shows the, the work that we have ahead of us. Just shows the work. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Who, who's doing the uh, baskets today? Tithes and offerings? Okay, if you guys would come up. Father, we thank you for the word that was just preached. And oh my goodness, Lord, we thank you for the lessons, many lessons that were spoken, even unspoken. Because you speak to our hearts all the time. I thank you, Lord God. Father, your word says in Leviticus 27:30 that the tithe belongs to the Lord. You said in Malachi 3:6, for I am the Lord, I do not change. You said in Malachi 3:10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Try me, test me, prove me in this, saith the Lord. If I will not open up for you windows, it's like windows of heaven, and pour out such a blessing, you wouldn't even have enough room to store it all. Test me, try me, prove me this. Father, I thank you that you have drawn your people from the north, south, east, and west, including those that are online. And your people are faithful. They're faithful to hear your voice, and they're faithful to obey. So, Lord, I thank you for the blessing that's multiplied back into their lives. I thank you, Lord God, for financial blessing and financial prosperity, for they will hear the word of God and be obedient. And as they hear the word of God, you will bring multiplication in their lives. Even with the feeding of the 5,000 and, 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 and just the breaking of the bread. And, and I thank you, Lord God, the multiplication in their lives right now in the name of Jesus. We decree it right now. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. To God be the glory in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So you guys can pass the baskets. If you want to write a checkout, it's to the House of Glory. If you want to give online, um, you can go to houseofglorychurch.org, and you can give in that way as well. Praise God. It's been an uh, interesting few weeks. It's been, it's been great, yeah, to say the least. It's, it's been great. Um, you just see how we have to be ready. We have to be ready. Always ready. We live in peace, but we live on fire. Ready for whatever God brings our way. And I, like I said to you before, gosh, we have a world of people that are going to need what you have. They're going to recognize it. They're going to be coming and we to you. Just like we prayed that impartation today, that they're going to be drawn to you. You don't have to go looking. They will be drawn to you. So be ready to respond because you're connected to the Holy Spirit and you remember that which you've received. In the name of Jesus, amen.